Hey guys, and welcome back to True Crime and Journal Time. Welcome to episode six. Today we are going to talk about something that has been helping me um, go through the process of losing my grandfather, which is how and why you should keep a grief journal and some ideas to get you started. So the first thing you need to realize is that there is a lot of research and psychology based you know research and things behind keeping a journal um when you experience something traumatic or emotionally painful it is very easy to bottle up these feelings and not cope with them if you don't know how to express yourself you could end up not expressing anything at all numbness and feelings of depression are common after the passing of a loved one and we can also spend a lot of time internalizing our problems which can cause other mental health and physical health problems. Um, however, it is not just ongoing feelings of sorrow that you have to watch out for. Um, holding on to these feelings affect your body as well, like I mentioned. Um, according to Harvard Health, this could even lead to high blood pressure, heart rate increase, increase in muscle tension, um, even your immune system dropping and you getting um, a flu-like symptom. While nothing replaces the help of a therapist, which I highly recommend if you are struggling mentally, that you should reach out to a therapist. Also, if you feel like you are having thoughts of uh, anything like that, I do urge you to please reach out to someone you trust. You are never alone in things like this. Um, however, writing about your feelings have positive effects on your mind and your well-being. Keeping a grief journal is a healthy way to expel these feelings, process them, and let thing, um, let them slowly go over time. When you take time to write about your grief, you experience things like um, it helps you take a closer look at your feelings um, and any painful memories. It helps to write out those painful memories. Um, experiencing what psychologists like to call like the letting go phase or acceptance um, you start to sleep better because you are releasing your fears and worries onto a page and it's what i like to call a brain dump and it also helps you cope with pain long term um, the best part about grieving journals is that it is acceptable and a lot of people feel like if they write down their feelings that someone may come across it one day and read it as long as you feel comfortable with what you're writing down and you're okay with the possibility that one day someone might read it, you should definitely write it down. And even if it may even help you if you take the time to write down everything that's on your mind and allow a trusted friend or someone you know read it, and they might be able to give you some advice on how to cope with these feelings. Um, while, you, while you might only lean on friends, family, and other therapy type things occasionally grief journal is always accessible to you um all you need you don't even need to buy a bound journal you can buy a one subject notebook for 50 cents from walmart and a pencil and you're good to go um examining and observing your wounds through the form of writing can be a very good healing practice in your grief work it also helps you go through the steps of grieving better and helps you to understand more of where you're at within those steps. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is like how to create your journal. 
Um, this doesn't have to be anything fancy. You're free to use any type of notebook you want, journal bound, mm -hmm. spiral bound. It could resemble a composition notebook or a fancier journal if you want to get something like a Peter Popper press journal or um, something like that from a local bookstore. Um, for something more portable, you could also do digital journaling online through word processing apps, Google Docs, Microsoft Word, just something you're comfortable with. Um, I've also, if I've been out and not had my journal on me, I actually use my Samsung Notes and type out what I'm feeling at that point, and then I will take it and put it into my journal. Um, before you choose your journal, consider how you plan to use it. Um, do you want more of like guided reading prompts or unrolled paper? Um, should you um, should it have thin pages, thicker pages? Should it have artwork on it? You know, do you want to use special pens? How large, how small, things like that. And take that into consideration. If you plan to carry your journal on you, I do suggest that you get like a six by nine or like a five by seven sort of journal. Um, since you're creating your own journal, you might want to break it down into several actions that um, are completely optional, but it may help you um, figure out what type of journal to use. Um, there are free journaling. That's where you just um, write whatever you wish. When you have a free journal section, it's good to just do a brain dump every morning of thoughts that you have, feelings that you have, or every night before you go to bed. You could also do writing prompts, so you can actually look up writing prompts, which I will have some at the end of this video, or the end of this um, recording, um, that will help you reflect on certain things. And of course, you can have a daily journal where you make it a point to start every day with three things that you're grateful for and followed by um, your thoughts and feelings every day. So... How do you find inspiration? That seems to be a common question that I get on my YouTube is how do you find the inspiration to write? Um, because it is very hard to create when you're struggling with a loss, you have to remember to be easy on yourself. Finding inspiration and motivation to keep writing is the best way to keep yourself writing, even when it feels impossible. Um, and I would start small. So I would start with telling yourself that you will start every morning with three things that you're grateful for to start your day. Um, one of the biggest challenges of grief is feeling the isolation. You feel like your feelings, um, you need to hold them in because you don't want to burden someone with your feelings. Never feel that way. There's always somebody out there that wants to hear your problems. They would rather hear from you and help you work through your problems than have to attend you know, your funeral or something like that. I promise you there is always someone out there that is able to help. There are national hotlines that you can call if you want to be anonymous if you don't want to talk to a counselor if you're in school I urge you to talk to your guidance counselors um, that was a lifesaver for me when I lost my mom when I was 11 I was in grief counseling throughout school until I was in ninth grade and I do highly highly recommend finding someone you trust and talking to them about your feelings also you can comment on these videos or you can call me um, if you know me personally or if you want to find me on YouTube, please you can comment on any of the videos that you need to talk and I will be there for you, I promise. Um, these feelings of loneliness that you feel and pain are completely normal during the grieving process and you're not alone. Um, there are a number of support groups, grief blogs, and books on grief that will help you get through. And if you look at my Instagram post after this video, I or this 
this podcast. Um, I will actually have some links and some of my favorite books for grief um, pictured in my Instagram. Um, Going through these website blogs, groups, and books not only remind you that you are not alone, but they also help get your thoughts and feelings moving about your grief. Whether you're losing someone to cancer or trying to cope with a dying parent or watching someone you love die, there are resources to rely on. By learning about other experiences and the stages of grief, you have something to respond to in your journal. Now, I would highly suggest that you create a schedule for this as well to get you started on wanting to journal every single day. Um, if you don't set a time um, time to journal, it's easy to leave it until the next day or postpone it until you feel like you have the time. When you're busy getting back to normal life after the loss of a loved one, it feels impossible to find extra time in the day, but I promise you it is possible. Even if you choose five minutes a day or five minutes during your lunch at work, it will help you feel so much better. And if you make journaling a priority, it will make it a habit. Commit to a schedule that's realistic and fair to yourself It's okay to start with a short period of time until you build confidence. If this is your first time journaling, you may may be surprised at just how much of a challenge it is to try to keep a journal. Um, Here are some ideas for creating a grief journal schedule that you can stick with. Do it daily. If possible, write daily. Writing once a day, even if only for five minutes, like I mentioned, is a great way to keep yourself motivated. Also, you will find that if you are not sure what to write, as soon as you start writing something very simple like, here is what happened in my day, you will just have the flow of consciousness and you'll just continue to write everything. You could do weekly. Another good idea is to set aside time weekly, set 20 minute timer once a week and get in the habit of writing about your entire week. Um, Or you can write whenever you're needed. So if you're a more experienced journal writer, you may choose to only use your journal as needed. So if you're having a um, particularly struggle struggle day, then you know that you need to write those feelings out in a journal. Writing, finding a writing space is also a really good um, tip that I want to give you guys. Um, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's really good to find a place that you feel comfortable in and that you're able to play some kind of classical music or study music in the background. Um, I love to just look up jazz instrumental backgrounds to write with it just makes me feel so comfortable and peaceful which helps your flow of consciousness come out more um and make sure that you go back and read through your writing and i'm not saying as soon as you write it but once you start to feel better um it's really good to go back and reflect on where you were and where you are now and what it took to get there um And there are some prompts um, that I'd like to share with you. So you could write down all the things you loved about your loved one that passed. You could write down all the things that your loved one once said or things that stand out to you. You could write a message specifically for them. So what I did specifically for myself, I'll speak from personal experience, I wrote a letter to my grandfather in the back of my journal explaining to him how being beside his bedside as he passed affected me. And that helped a lot. Find quotes that make you remind you know remind you of them. Um, while journaling is general generally a powerful tool, grief journaling is particularly effective way to overcome feelings and sorrows of pain 
um, while the stages of grief take time, making a DIY grief journal gives you a medium for expressing yourself and healing your mind. A journal is a great tool to use to help um, with the help of a therapist, of course, but it's also something you could do on your own. Writing about your feelings after a loss keeps you connected to yourself and the memories of the loved one that has, has been lost. One of the biggest fears about the death of someone special is that these memories will fade us. By writing your feelings and thoughts, you, memori you memorial memorialize excuse me, this person in your journal. This is a cherished memento for years to come. Um, and it just really helps that you have some place to go to if you feel like you don't have time to talk to someone. Um, you have somewhere to go that you can write down all your feelings. Um, so I wanted to go over just a big, a brief thing of the benefits of journaling. Um, again, so the benefits of journaling, it helps reduce symptoms of depression before and after a stressful event. It enhances a sense of well-being and mental health. It boosts positive emotions and mood, provides insight into thoughts and emotions. There are no wrong ideas on what to write about, um, but I will like to give you some questions that you might find helpful as you begin your writing journal. What was the most meaningful aspect of the services you attended? So if, you, if your loved one had a service, what was the most meaningful aspect of the service? And what were some things that you noticed that you realized your loved one would love? Mm -hmm. Write about the song that played, write about the people you, re you recognized, people that you knew, people you met, things like that. Next one is, how has your loved one inspired you to be who you are today? What is your happiest memory of your loved one? What is the greatest lesson that your loved one has taught you through your life? What would you say to your loved one right now if they were still here? What brings you the most joy in life? What is something that makes you feel peaceful? And is there anything that you have resolved to do better or differently that you need to write about? Also, one thing I would suggest is writing a letter, like I mentioned earlier, to your loved one, explaining how losing them affected you, and just talk about memories that you had with that particular person. I do truly thank you so much for listening today, and I will see you guys next week. If you need any help, please look at the Instagram post that's following this podcast, and there will be resources that can help. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you guys next Friday at 7 p.m. God bless, and have a great day.